0: Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast from SDI, the home of spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. In last week's episode of SDI Encounters, we talked with certified dream worker Amy Curran about our dreams and the work of dream work and spiritual companionship. As part of my exploration into dream work, I went through the typical dream work process with Amy using one of my own dreams for the process. In this case, I had a dream about working in a grocery store. So here's how it went. After the dream, Amy invited me to write it out in the present tense, which I did. I sent that to Amy, who then responded a a couple days later with some clarifying questions such as, oh, you mentioned so-and-so in your dream, or you mentioned such-and-such place. Please describe this person or place in three words. So I responded with a series of answers and clarifications. And then Amy takes all of that and creates a dream interpretation. What follows here is our conversation about Amy's interpretation of my dream. For someone who is admittedly ignorant about dream work before these conversations, I found the exercise fascinating and very revealing. Uh, The conversation is a little long for our typical podcast that we produce here, and it certainly feels vulnerable for me to put my own dream out there, especially since it includes a lot about my work with SDI. But I hope my doing so invites you to more freely explore your own dreams and to get a deeper sense of how dream work functions as a form of spiritual companionship. Just one quick note, we begin with a short meditation. uh, And at the five minute mark, there is a period of silence uh, for about 60 seconds. And if you just want to jump to the juicy parts, which is the dream, that happens at the six minute and 30 second points. Um,
1: So Matt, um, I I just want to thank you first uh, for sharing your dream and um, um, putting, putting it out there. And uh, sometimes dreams can expose quite a bit and and leave somebody feeling a little vulnerable when, um, when they, begin to 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 work with a dream or somehow know intuitively that there's something there that that needs some attention. So I just want to honor that. And I think what we could do to begin um, with this process of one-on-one um, dream work is to settle in to our spaces here in Zoom, <laughs> Zoom land, <laughs> and just uh, Put your feet on the ground, and uh, of course, that's grounding us to this this world we live in, closing our eyes, taking a moment to feel the ground, to feel uh, safe, and this sense of deep-rootedness into our waking life here on earth. And then as we begin to breathe, just pulling up that energy with our breath from the soles of our feet, bringing it up with the inhale and circling it around the head space and then back down to the ground, to the feet on the exhale. And cycling through this a few times, noticing when the breath is up in the head, that's our cerebral space, our connection to spirit, our co- connection to the divine. And it's also where our dreams live in that space. So we're connecting the two today with our breath. I'll just take a few moments. and as we come back into this space um, noticing the sounds around us perhaps the light any smells just opening ourselves up to the senses around us linking our eyes open and honoring honoring the dream honoring the dream that's come up today for for matt whitney And um, I believe it's called The Grocery Store Dream. (laughs) So, Matt, what I'd like to do uh, is have you present your dream in first person, present tense, as you wrote it and sent it off to me in an email. And then I will read back my projection to you. And that way you can we can hear from each other and get a different sense of the, of the dream that way.
0: Okay. Here's my dream. Mm-hmm. In my dream, I am working a job at a QFC grocery store as a checker. It is my third day working there and I am still in training. I'm driving to the QFC and I pull into the parking lots. I'm driving a truck, maybe seated up high. It feels like I'm seated up high. No, too in real life that I bike to work and I walk and I rarely drive. I have a recurring location in my dreams. It's not real, but it's of a strip mall like place that is built kind of on a mountain, not on top of it, but in the middle. There's always a view below. As I pull into the parking lot, I am recalling in the dream a conversation I had with my boss at SDI, Reverend Seifu who had given his blessing for me to moonlight as a grocery clerk. I was feeling bad about it. Like why had I taken this job when I was perfectly happy at my job at SDI? Now I'm recalling in the dream an acquaintance I know, her name is Sherry, whom was either the hiring manager or had got me the job in the first place. I'm not exactly sure, but I know that her role in getting the job was uh, important. In real life, I seldom interact with her, but in the dream, she was directly connected to all of it. I have an obligation to her, and in doing this job, even though I don't really want to. in fact, I am feeling something of dread for having taken this job, and I'm beginning to worry that I will lose one or both jobs, since I can't manage both. Now I'm at work behind the checkout counter, and I'm having a difficult time doing the work. I take each individual item, canned goods, and scan the barcodes. I feel a slight bit of relief each time I hear a beep notifying me that a barcode is successfully scanned. I complete the scanning of these canned goods, and I speak aloud to the customer the total price as confidently as possible, but then I immediately look up and see on the computer readout that the total was a few pennies off. That is, I had spoken the wrong price. I mumble an apology to the customer about this. For payments, the person hands me five or six of these very small, tiny metallic objects, silver and very thin, like jewels or crystal shapes, but definitely made of aluminum or something like a lightweight metal. I'm very confused and I scrutinize these things in the palm of my hand, touching them with a finger like Frodo caressing the Ring of Power in Lord of the Rings. Ultimately, I can't figure out what they are, so I call over a supervisor, who informs me that it is cryptocurrency, which is fine to accept as payment. Meanwhile, a large queue of people has formed behind me. I think it's six or seven people in line, and I feel very anxious about this. That's all I remember. I woke up from the dream feeling very relieved relieved that it was a dream, that I didn't work at QFC, that I was not obligated to share it in any way, and that my normal job at SDI was
1: fine. Okay, thank you, Matt, for sharing your dream. And is this, in fact, the the name of the dream that you give it, the grocery store?
0: Yeah, or the grocery store job, maybe. Okay.
1: And often after we work a dream, the job, the job title, <laughs> the, uh, the dream title can change uh, because it, the, the dream may take on a new meaning or have a different energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I uh, work a dream, um, doing this one-on-one projection, I, I go through the dream sequentially and I'm not ever sure where it's gonna go. And these of course are my projections or the way I would feel if I were the dreamer. So I bring to the table um, my own set of associations with um, the energy of the dream, with um, images, um, characters. Um, It it becomes my dream. So when I reference the dream, I I always say in my dream. Okay. um, if I have some information to share about what I know about dream work, that will come up um, as well. I use a lot of um, dream puns, which are play on words. Um, metaphors come into play all the time because there's always another meaning to a, a word or phrase. I, I'm, I'm look, looking for that in in the dream. I'm looking for omissions in the dream. The second t- Time the dreamer reads it to me, or additions in some cases, because that could be significant. So when I've you received a copy of my uh, projection, and you notice that in italicized words or sentences, um, that is being taken directly from your dream, um, verbatim. Um, I also had asked you um, a series of clarification questions before I did the projection work, and this allows me to connect with you on the dream to make it a little more personal. Um, Things that I need clarification on to help me process or work through the dream. Um, Those are also in italicized uh, words. So hopefully this makes some sense. Do you have any questions for me? No, I don't think so. Okay, let's go for it. All right. So um, in my dream, I'm working, at a jo- I'm working a job at a QFC grocery store as a checker. It is my third day working there, and I am still in training. In waking life, I'm wondering how I need to check in or what I need to check on at a cornucopia job that provides me an abundant supply of good things where I feel I am still in training. So we can stop there and if you have questions or further insights on my projection, now's a good time to ask.
0: My job definitely feels like a cornucopia job in that uh, I do a lot of things. This podcast is one of many, many things. And um, yeah, the notion of checking in is, it's not something that I do very often. I don't check in with myself i don't i mean i check in and you know in uh say meditation or prayers and you know how am i doing overall um but you know outside of sort of standard like job performance re- reviews that are annual i don't i don't check in a lot with like how's my work going how is my there's there's the sort of professional check-ins but um i've not thought about that lately
1: yeah oh. And I just wanted to clarify that this word corn, cornucopia, of course, came from your association with um, QFC when I asked you uh, to give me three words or more <laughs> on on that association. Um, because I would have taken it in a totally different direction had I had it been left up to me. I would have looked at the acronym and know that the acronym means quality foods with competitive prices. Hmm. And maybe that would have brought something different up for me. But when I look at a cornucopia, sometimes I actually Wikipedia things because I want that, that true meaning of what something is or various meanings that one word can have. And that one just jumped out at me. Abundant supply of good things.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right.
1: Okay. That sounds good to you then. All right. Anything else come up in that first uh, little bit of the dream?
0: It's just interesting that the grocery store is the the place for that. I mean, I Mm -hmm. so like in waking life, like my work at SDI is a cornucopia, but I I don't feel like work at a grocery store would be a cornucopia. And I should also probably say my very first job when I was 16 was bagging groceries at a grocery store.
1: I could tell um, you had some experience with the whole uh, <laughs> process. Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't last, I lasted like two months and then I got <laughs> fired. And I actually still don't know why. <laughs> oh, darn. I'm probably because I was a lazy 16 year old, but I never actually had that confirmed in any way. But there you go. Well,
1: interesting. Well, there could be something there to the dream as well, you know, because uh, this is bringing that up for you now that, yeah. that yeah. part in your life that, you know, Imagine if that were me. I I might have felt like a failure, you know. To, as sixteen, why why didn't I succeed at this job? And yeah, so the setting in our dreams um, a very very important piece or component to to dream work. It sets the scene. It sets the tone. Um, yeah, um, as um, as does the mountain that is described in this dream. But mm. we'll get to that. So here we are, Um, I'm driving to the QFC. I pull into the parking lot. I'm driving a truck, maybe seated up high. So a vehicle in my dream suggests the direction I'm going in waking life. This vehicle is a truck and I'm seated up high. I'm glad to have a truck that I'm driving to my cornucopia job so that I can fill the bed of my truck with an abundant supply of good things. Mm-hmm. I'm seated up high, which makes me feel safe in this vehicle that is providing me with the direction with the direction in life. I'm pulling into the parking lot. I think of pulling into or going into inward. When I park a vehicle in my dream, I ask myself, Where in my life have I stopped moving forward? Hmm. Let me come up for you there.
0: Yeah, the uh, well, there's just the notion of riding high, uh, seated high. It's not something I experience a lot because I don't own a truck and I don't drive very much. And our car is like just like a low, normal sort of sedan, wagon-y thing. Uh So I know the experience of riding in a big truck where you're you're sort of Feel high up off the ground and you can see more of the road. Uh, it's just a different experience. So it's interesting that that was how I felt in that dream as I pulled into the parking lot.
1: Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel sitting up high in, in, in your dream?
0: I mean, anytime I've driven a truck or I've been seated up high, it feels safer. It feels more like there's more power there, almost like there's more agency. As a driver.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it interesting that you chose the truck as your vehicle then. Um, and uh, this were my dream. I would sit with that idea more around the truck. And why? Uh, because uh, as we know, in, in your waking life, you know that in real life, or I say waking life, because what is, what is real life? Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it real life to me? Is my dream life actually right?
0: It's an important so. clarification because I was I was writing that I was like in real life. You know when I wake up in real life and then I'm like, no wait, that probably doesn't sound right.
1: Yeah, so you, <laughs> you were getting it. Yeah. yeah, you were getting it even even then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bike to work, and I walk. Driving rarely. So I think of what may be driving me in waking life, hmm. if I normally bike. To work and I walk. In my dream, these forms of transportation are the way I move in life, which are slower and more environmentally friendly. My dream seems to be contradicting the way I do things in real or waking life. I am wondering what is contradictory in my waking life around my work. And again, I am just sort of expanding on these notions, and they may or may not resonate um but this is this is what i pulled from from this idea of being contra- contradictory in my dream like i i don't drive normally i i walk but why is my dream putting me into a car a, a vehicle a truck
0: um yeah it's that's interesting i think uh what I, what comes to me First of all, is just that my work actually feels more congruent than it ever has in my entire life. And that so many things have kind of come together for me, just parallels of art making and teaching uh, and spirituality. And that the, the, the work that I do. Uh, allows me to explore and express all of those interests and expertises.
1: A little bit like a cornucopia.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, uh, but but what I want to come back to is, is what you were Mm -hmm. saying about like, why am I the driving? Like what is driving me? Um, Because I am driven. I like, I am a, a driven person. And, you know, at this point in my life, I'm learning how to identify that, uh, or why, why do I feel so driven, uh, driven to success, uh, or making a name for myself or, and this is the, you know, the sort of the artist's work. I, I've been a visual artist my whole life. And, you know, a lot of that is, sort of like building a name for yourself and associating a, a, an artistic practice with that name and uh, it's sort of like turning someone into a brand, right? Which is like, oh, so-and-so artist, you know, or Matt Whitney does this kind of work and it's really interesting and you should look at it and you should purchase it. And you should put it in a gallery. I mean, that's kind of the the paradigm that a lot of artists operate in, myself included.
1: I understand that quandary
0: <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm I'm not going to say that I've given that up, although that is a give the giving up or the letting go of that is is something that I am learning how to do, but I've not completed that work yet. So mm-hmm. the being driven is is certainly uh a motivator for me. I feel driven. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Good. So that that jumped out at you. Yeah. Interesting. I have a reoccurring location in my dreams, not real, but of a strip mall like place that is built kind of on on a mountain, not on the top of it, but in the middle. And there's always a view below. This reoccurring location in my dream makes me feel like something's been stripped away in a place that is not on the top of the mountain, but in the middle. It feels as though I can look down and see the view below, like looking at my past from a midlife perspective, but not able to reach the top of the mountain, stuck somewhere in between. Hmm. This is a reoccurring dream of yours, um, Matt?
0: Yeah, the location is.
1: Location, yeah. Uh Can I I tell you something about reoccurring dreams? Yes. That I know reoccurring dreams happen because our our psyche wants us to notice them <laughs> they keep coming up until we're ready to deal with them mm-hmm. and um so this idea of a mountain I mean this is a big a metaphor probably in your life and um you know if uh, if it were my dream I would think about the mountain and what it what it really means to you um whether that's um you know from a a nature standpoint or, you know, climbing the mountain or, um, you know, and your place on the mountain too is, is significant.
0: Yeah. I, you know, we we live in the Pacific Northwest and we can see Tahoma Mount Rainier to the South Mm -hmm. and it's a mountain I know well and it's a mountain that I revere and notice most days. Um, This mountain in my dream, I can picture it. Uh, and it is not that mountain it is something else and i i can i can picture it vividly um i've never looked up Mm. um so i don't know what it really looks like oh (laughs) i just know that it just continues upward
1: yeah Um, Yeah.
0: i do know what it looks like down below and it's kind of this idyllic Mm -hmm. valley with a meandering river that goes through it off into this horizon, mm-hmm. uh, and it's lovely. Like when I say there's a view, it's actually a really lovely view.
1: Uh huh, uh huh. So you indicated that you could, you've never looked looked up.
0: Yeah. So like I don't know what the mountain looks like above me, and that's because I've never actually in the dream I've never like tilted my head up to actually gaze upward.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. I see. But in your waking life, it, this particular mountain maybe that represents this dream mountain is Mount Rainier, which by the way, I can see half of out my window Yeah, (laughs) Um, and love that mountain. Um, It's a, it's a very prominent uh, dream image for many people Mm. Um, and means a lot of different things for people. But, if this were my dream and I had never looked up in my dream to see what's at the top of this mountain I know so well, what one thing we can do in a dream is to re-enter a dream and um, create some lucidity around the dream where you understand that you are in this dream and that you tell yourself to look up the next time you um, encounter this dream in this reoccurring dream of yours. Because... Um, you know this dream so well that um, it becomes easier to create uh, a lucid dream um, around, around the, the mountain and to be able to tell yourself in the dream to look up. <laughs> and I wonder how that would change or shift uh, the, the dream from that point on, if you were yeah. to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's intriguing to me.
1: Yes, it is. lucid dreaming we we can do this more our well in my experience lucid dreaming which is where you wake up inside of a dream and realize you're you're actually in a dream and you can believe it or not control um much of of what you do say think knowing that you're dreaming um and this happens for some people more than uh, others for me it happened a lot when i was younger and I think it was because I just didn't have as many confines around me um, as a younger, innocent girl that allowed me to to do that more in my dreams. But it's a very powerful um, tool as a, as a dreamer.
0: Yeah, and that just, you just sort of have to be, does that come with practice, uh, mm-hmm. that, that cognizance? The yes.
1: And like I said, it it is much easier to attain lucid, lucidity in a dream if it's a reoccurrent dream because it's more familiar to you. I, I see this a lot where I talk to people about lucid dreaming in relation to a reoccurrent dream. And the fact that we're talking about it now and bringing it up into our conscious mind somehow triggers something in our brain to to want to do that more in our unconscious in and of itself just talking about it might might create this opportunity for you yeah you're dreaming life
0: okay yeah. Amy Curran is a certified dreamwork facilitator who received her certification from the Hayden Institute in 2019. She also has a BA in marketing from Western Washington University. A lifelong resident of Bainbridge Island, Washington, Amy's interest in the inner realm of the dream has led her to seek out groups to help process her own dreams. She has also worked with psychotherapists in the Jungian tradition, which have provided her with rich insights. Amy's desire as a dream worker is to guide those with curiosity and interest in their dreams through explorations of what the unconscious brings forth. She offers a safe container for deepening relationships to dreams in her home studio on Bainbridge Island. Learn more about Amy and her work at www.innerdreamwork.com. Support for this podcast comes from SDI Press, announcing its newly published book, Spiritual Direction Supervision Principles, Practices, and Storytelling by Lucy Abbott Tucker, an innovative full color workbook designed to support the care and growth of your spiritual companionship practice, representing the best thinking of Master Teacher Lucy Abbott Tucker. We invite you to explore her principles, practices, and stories as you deepen your own approach to spiritual direction. Companionship and the supervision process. Learn more at sdi.store.org. What was there before the strip mall is generally better than the strip mall, which is you know vacant land, which is trees and grass and shrubs and whatever is, is natural. And when that gets replaced with low-rise development and parking lots, that makes me sad.
1: Mm-hmm. And in this reoccurring dream, that strip mall is is always there. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. It's a it's a strip mall with parking that is built into the mountain, almost like uh, like it had to be dynamited out in order to make room for it to like flatten enough of it to so create the
1: destination in the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a place to park again. That parking theme.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm but I'm saddened by its very existence. Like it feels like a uh, like it took violent acts to make that place manifest.
1: Mm. And especially the the image of, of of it being carved out of that beautiful mountain. Very profound. As I pull into the parking lot. I recall the conversation I had with my boss at SDI, Reverend Seifu, who had given his blessing for me to moonlight as a grocery clerk. Reverend Seifu, ah, he is my boss, manager, mentor, mystic. A grocery store clerk is someone who helps you process the items you wish to purchase from the grocery and helps you determine how much to pay for them. The dreamer pulls into a parking lot. I think of pulling inward again and stopping my movement forward in life. The dreamer is recalling a conversation with his boss as though it is happening in the past. What in the past occurred where the dreamer was given a blessing from a managing mentor and mystic? Had he given the dreamer permission to help process something and determine its value? The word moonlight reminds me of the fullest moon of the year, occurring on the night that the dream was dreamt. In my dream, this full moon provides me with an opportunity to bathe in the light of this pink moon that offers promise of spring and new growth.
0: That is such a beautiful and poetic interpretation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my little spin, my little moon spin on uh, on, on moonlighting. <laughs> no,
0: but I receive it because I use the term in a much more profane way, kind of crass way, which is just like once I get my normal work done, then mm-hmm. I can make some more time to do some other kind of work. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I when I think about that, I think about... The being driven and the the sort of pushing aside time to rest or time to be uh, time to do leisure activities that it's like no I'm just going to work all day long you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah
1: yeah and uh, the, and the, and what that uh, full moon that moonlight represents this this opportunity for new growth and new possibility
0: yeah well you, this is where I am grateful for your interpretation it's, just, it's such a lovely one um, to be given the opportunity to to reflect and view things through a new light, the check-in,
1: right? The check-in yeah. because you are the checker in the dream. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay
1: shall we move on? Sure. Okay. I was feeling bad about it. Like, why had I taken this job when I was so perfectly happy at my job at SBI? Now I'm asking myself, what do I feel bad about in waking life? What if I had taken a cornucopia job that provided me with an abundant supply of things? I'm wondering what perfectly happy means to me in waking life. A lot of open-end questions here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, things to think about if they resonate. Mm-hmm.
0: They do. Um, I think one thing that resonates is, you know, the feeling bad about being able to do work that I really like, love, that I'm really proud of, and that I enjoy. Uh, Just because I've been, I've been doing kind of the work hustle my whole life. You know, for for twenty plus years of doing art and doing side jobs and you know i've kind of landed in a place and in a season of life that just feels really blessed and full the feeling bad is interesting in connection to that almost almost like a like i don't deserve it you know or uh or that i should hold it really lightly cuz it could be gone tomorrow and i should be prepared for that you know feeling
1: bad about holding on to something that you're perfectly happy with or
0: yeah, just that like, Oh, things are going really good for Mm -hmm. me, but you know, for a lot of other people, things are not going good. Even, you know, right now where we're sort of shelter in place and people are struggling with jobs and I have friends and neighbors who are wrestling with that and I've been able to kind of keep going just fine with my work and uh I have more time for kind of introverted leisure Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: things like meditation or painting uh gardening and uh you know like I'm doing I'm doing well I'm doing good and uh I don't I feel like I should feel bad about that. I get that at least a little bit,
1: yeah, yeah, that guilty pleasure yes. that, that that you're sort of relishing in this idea of of having this opportunity to be more inward and introvert to and and pull out that introverted side of you if you are an introvert, I happen to be that and love love this this chance really it 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 it's as though it this this happening globally has given me permission to, to settle into that and be okay with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I can acknowledge that there's like deep privilege involved with my being able to to do those things, to do these things.
1: We we talked about your, the words that you use to describe your boss, right?
0: Uh, you mentioned them. I did. We didn't talk about them.
1: Okay. Okay. So, what a mystic! I'm just not finding it on your dream right now. Where is it? Um, your your boss at SDI. Um, you associate him um, as a manager or managing a mentor and and a mystic. And um, what what I am um, uh, suggesting in in a dream around somebody who is. Um, someone you know in your dream takes on certain qualities of the dream, the, the dreamer. Um, so put another way, if if you've chosen somebody in your dream that you know, and you've given him these three qualities, this particular person is actually a, a, a mirrored reflection of who you are, because um, the dream isn't your boss is not in your dream, right? Your boss didn't just pop into your dream and say, "Here I am, and I'm going to, you know, assert my, um, you know, my managerial, mentoring, mystic qualities." Um, you inserted him in your dream, yeah. And there's a reason for that because your dream wants to wants you to look at uh, those qualities that you associate with that person in waking life. Does that make mm. some sense to you, yes. Brad? I think it's a big um, uh, realization for people when they start working dreams. Um, and that is that the people we choose for our dreams to be characters in our dreams, um, we chose them for a reason because they have these qualities that we need to look at ourselves in us. Kind of like you're a director. This is the movie and you're directing your movie and you're choosing the actors Mm-hmm. and the well known actors are the people we know in w- waking life we're very well aware of of their qualities um, but the the you know the extras in your movie that you choose after you after they audition right uh, you decide you want them in your movie or your dream uh, because you like their qualities and so these are dreams strangers in our in our dreams sometimes people will come up in our dreams we don 't Know who they are in waking life, but we can describe their qualities in our dream. Now I'm thinking of an acquaintance I know. Her name is Sherry, who was either the hiring manager or had got me the job in the first place. Sherry is academic, tenured, and conservative, more like traditional values. I understand that I chose my dream characters in a dream because. They represent aspects of me in my waking life. Sherry, who represents my academic, tenured, and conservative self, has just hired me in the dream to work at a job in a place that is providing me with an abundant supply of good things. I'm asking myself, why do I want to work in a place like this? (laughs) So again, this this is another dream character. Sherry, she represents your academic, tenured, and conservative self um, in this dream for a reason. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating to think of those qualities as my own. Yeah, I'm just going to talk. I don't have an answer to this, but I was a, a college instructor for several years. I taught arts as an adjunct at a lot of different colleges and universities. In relate, in regards to Sherry. The idea of being tenured, and the reason I put the word tenured in there is different. It's about establishing a field of knowledge or a worldview that works and then sticking with that for the rest of your life so that there there isn't like questioning of that or inquiry into other fields of knowledge and that new insights are uh, slow to develop or shut down. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that was why I think I was going with con- the word conservative too, is a, a sense of inheriting values and uh, accepting them,
1: hmm.
0: accepting them as good and true.
1: Yeah, that um, this idea of being con- conservative, our conservative selves, that, uh, that and, and really these words that you've chosen to describe this this dream character you didn't know that they were actually reflections of maybe what you wanted to get out of the dream. Yeah. Uh, so, so these words now become personalized um, in reference to to your experiences. Yes.
0: And actually, as we're talking, I am understanding them as being really knowledge based, mm-hmm. um, book learning or ideas Academic. or philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. and and you're asking yourself why would i want to work in a place like this you ask yourself in the in the dream but if if sherry is your hiring manager and she wants you in this position yeah why wouldn't you want this kind of a, a job whatever that job is in in life yeah so in real life uh i seldom interact with her but in the dream; she was directly connected to all of it, and that was a quote from your dream.
0: Yeah, just that I don't I don't talk to Sherry a whole lot. I don't see Sherry a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's listening and they think they're Sherry, you're probably not. <laughs> just going to say that, but yeah. um,
1: Sherry's got I some can, good qualities, though. I have to say. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, maybe like a, a light small talk conversation, like once a year. That is how
1: mm-hmm. I would okay. understand. It. So here's what I'm wondering, then, Matt, and with that statement in your dream, I'm wondering if my dream is asking me uh, to interact more with this academic, tenured, and conservative side of myself—one with traditional values. After all, this aspect of me was directly connected to it all. And that's a quote from your dream.
0: That that cuts to the core. Mm. A lot of things. Yeah.
1: I have an obligation to her and to doing this job, even though I really don't want to. So, in my dream, I ask myself uh, why do I feel an obligation to her, this feminine part of me, to do the job of helping to process things, to determine their value? In the dream, is the dream asking me to process something in my life to determine the value, or perhaps my value? So, with this part of your dream, um, if it were my dream, um, I'm asking myself why I feel obligated to her to doing this job. Um, I'm I'm looking at the dream character. It's a it's a female, and in dream work, we we often looked at look at. Um, the feminine and the masculine side of of things. And everybody has those two qualities about them. um, Some more than others. Um, But in this, in this dream, this female figure um, is asking you to do something and you have an obligation to her. And perhaps what I'm suggesting is that the, the feminine part of you is asking you to do the job of that your fem, feminine side is, is asking you to help process things and determine their value and then I ask myself is the is the dream asking me to process something in my life to determine the value or perhaps my value
0: um so just just to clarify I, I am creating this actor in my dream who is feminine and then right who's a, who's female sherry and I am then prescribing the the dream is prescribing to her traits or characteristics that in my dream are are feminine traits. Is that is that accurate? Uh,
1: that is, um, if it were my dream. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is a projection um, mm-hmm. that I'm taking this um, female character in my dream, um, and she's asking me to process things and to, to, to determine their value. And I'm getting those two bits of information um, from the part in your dream um, where you are wondering about the value of, of the job um, and processing things, having having to process, you know, um, that's what you're doing in your draw, job, you're, you're, you're processing, you're, check, you're a, a checker
0: yeah yeah um it does resonate with me i imagine and maybe this is i'm just making connections to things but uh imagine sitting at the kitchen table of my mom and my mom passed away four years ago uh and i can imagine uh being there and having dinner and uh dessert at my mom's a master of hospitality and, and baking, you know, like baking pies and cakes and things. She'd probably be asking me questions about work and life. And I can, I can imagine that setting as being a place where I would be determining value. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you associate um, those questions of, from a female perspective um, where a uh, female may be asking you um, to process things. I mean, us females, we're always <laughs> wanting to process things and think about them and, yeah. and determine their value, place a value on something. Mm. That's a feminine quality in my mind.
0: Okay. I, I do that a lot. And I think I said at the beginning of this dream, I've not been doing that with you know my, my job Um, but it is something that I do in a a broad sense. I do lots of processing and I, particularly relationships, I process a lot.
1: Well, your dream job here is, is, is a job like that. Um, you're, you're processing all the, um, at the check stand and, um, you're determining its value.
0: (laughs) So crazy.
1: (laughs) 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 Lots of connections, lots of connections. Um. So I'm feeling something of a dread for having taken this job, and I'm beginning to worry that I will lose one or both jobs since I can't imagine both, or I can't manage both. So then I ask the dreamer, what in my waking life do I feel I have lost because I can't manage both, both?" and I wonder what those jobs are in waking life?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I know the feeling of dread Mm -hmm. and obligation. And feeling like I've done too much or taken on too much. And I don't feel like that now. But I, I know I felt in that dream. I was like, why, why am I working at a grocery store? <laughs> why I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't need it. I don't need to do this. That was how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I saying yes to things that I, I don't need to say yes to?
1: Well, this could be another theme that an overarching theme in the dream that that you might want to explore. Mm. Yeah. So now I'm at work behind the checkout counter and I'm having a difficult time doing the work. In my dream, I asked myself, where am I checked out <laughs> and having a difficult time doing my work and waking life? And that just resonated with me. Um, You know, personally, because often when you project onto a dream, things jump out at you in in the dream, of course, that have a personal um, effect on you. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do feel checked out um, and and do have a a difficult time really plugging in. So shall we move on here? Um, I take each individual item, canned goods, and scan the barcodes. I feel a slight bit of relief each time I hear the beep notifying me a barcode has successfully scanned. A barcode is a graphic series of lines arranged in a unique pattern that can be read by a laser, which represents the pattern of lines to relevant information. My job consists of scanning barcodes, one item at a time. Each time I hear the beep, I'm relieved because the barcode has been successfully scanned. This job feels very monotonous, and I wonder what in my waking life feels monotonous. I am scanning canned goods. I am worried about being scanned or being canned, perhaps, in my waking life. Each time the item is scanned, there is a unique pattern and relevant information. I am glad there is a unique pattern with relevant information that I have to work with from my dream. I I love the description that you you gave of of what a bar code is. Uh, And um, it does contain a unique pattern with relevant information. I just really... Focused in on those on those words and and how they might pertain to my life if if this were my dream.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. But there's there is something there. I don't quite know how to put it into words yet.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of what we do with our dream dreams is once we um, bring them up, put them on paper, and activate them so to speak they become like uh, living breathing organisms (laughs) and they change I mean every time you look at this dream you're going to get another little glimpse of something, some insight, some connection and I've had dreams where um, I've written them down, put them away years later look look at them, have no recollection of dreaming this particular dream but at that given point in time that I'm looking at this dream, there's so much connection I can I can glean from, from that dream dreamt years ago, which is fascinating, I think. And so they we continue to learn from our, our dreams. They're they're active, live organisms. Yeah. So I complete the scanning of canned goods and I speak out a- aloud the total price to the customer as confidently as possible, and immediately look up and see on the computer readout that the total was a few pennies off. That is, I had the wrong price. I mumble an apology to the customer about this. In this part of my dream, It is as though I know that the price is going to be pennies off. But despite (laughs) this, I try to speak as confidently as possible. Where in my life, I wonder, may I be a little off? (laughs) I need to speak my truth as confidently as possible. Perhaps I put the wrong value on something, and why do I feel I need to apologize for this? Boy, that was a big one for me. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! When I when you sent this to me and I read that, I went running into the house and I looked to my partner Heather. I was like, Heather, listen to this. <laughs> she was like, oh my gosh, that is so you.
1: That is so what?
0: That is so you. That is so me.
1: Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> it was that was an incredible. I think that was like a key takeaway for me. You know, where, where, how am I, like, confidently pro- proclaiming truth that I'm not totally sure about? Uh, that might be a few pennies off, and yet I'm, like, boldly saying it anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, like, a summary of my whole life right now, I think. <laughs> like, my entire outlook on the universe and on God and the divine and... <laughs>
1: Sometimes we have to just speak up even though we we're not yeah. sure.
0: It might be a few pennies off. Uh-huh. I mean, everyone should just know that. And, uh, I'll just and that, that is also a part of my truth for sure.
1: That could be your new your new slogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be a few pennies off. It might be a few pennies off. <laughs> <laughs> roughly ballpark. So for payment, the person paying hands me five or six of these very tiny little metallic objects. Silver and very thin, like jewels or crystal shapes, but definitely made of aluminum or something like that. This form of payment in the dream has me thinking about the way it is described in the beginning versus what the dreamer determines it's actually made of. Silver, jewels, and crystal have a much higher value than aluminum. In my dream, I'm curious about the meaning of the number five and six in waking life and the value I place on the meaning of this so again you you might be taking this in a completely different direction but i was just struck by the the description of of this more valuable uh item the silver jewels crystal but then you realize it's just aluminum yeah did did that strike you in your dream
0: it did and you know that was one of the more vivid moments. I mean, and what I described as like Frodo playing with, because I remember like I can picture them. I could draw them for you. Like these just tiny little. They weren't fragments because they were they were whole shapes. That's why I said like crystals, um, like diamonds. But they like they were like long and skinny. And I was sort of like, you know, kind of poking at them with my finger because I was just trying to figure out like what what is this? What are these? Yeah. Um. I don't know the f- the numbers, you know, five or six have any, nothing stands out for me there in regards to like, does, does the actual number have significance? But the, there were several of them uh, almost like someone had poured sand into your hand and you were trying to sort out the individual grains of sand, you know, what that might be like or feel like in your hand. That's what really, mm-hmm. Jumps out for me, and yeah, and the fact that they were aluminum—I was sort of grasping for a descriptor. It was like, what are they like? They're like really lightweight. Mm-hmm. They are you know, certainly metallic, but they don't feel heavy or like they have a lot of substance. You know, mm-hmm. um, lightweight,
1: not away. a lot of substance. Yeah, and you equated them to to aluminum, which is yeah. a less precious metal than silver
0: a blessed precious metal, a lightweight metal, um, something that's really malleable.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, I would play with that because this part of the dream, um, feels, um, very tangible because you're, you're, you're playing with it in, in your hand. It's, um, and we get into that a little later in, in the dream, but, uh, I, 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 I would, I would be interested since you're an artist um, one way of what we call playing the dream out or activating imagination around an aspect of the, of the dream is to um, use some sort of artistic form to, to recreate the dream. So you could, you could, you could draw out these, these jewels and the silver and, and um, and bring them to life in, in such a way that um, you you could then have a continual relationship with with these jewels and see see what comes up for you because this is actually as we'll see in a little bit in your dream, uh, you, well you indicated that you you touch them like um, Fr- uh, Frodo in the ring of um, the ring of power yeah. that, uh, or the Lord of the Rings um, and so there was that real tactile, wanting to feel, wanting to, to know that they're actually real or that yes, you had that connection with them. And um, the numbers are also important in dreams. They can be. Um, you indicate several different numbers throughout your dream. Um, I I pulled the, the, the number six and five, five and six from this because you indicated that um, there were approximately five or six that were handed to you is that right Mm -hmm. yeah and um, we can look at numbers in many many ways you can add those up five and six equal 11 Uh, is that a significant number in your in your life is it a significant age significant number of individuals in your family five or six just things to think about around yeah. those numbers
0: my son is 11 but that feels like a wild coincidence but talking <laughs> to you maybe not but
1: it came up
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and it is all about the lord of the rings right he must be in the <laughs> something
0: dark and sinister yes <laughs>
1: You say I'm very confused and I scrutinize these things in the palm of my hand, touching them with a finger like Frodo, caressing the ring of power in the Lord of the Rings. I am very confused in my dream. How can someone pay for something of value with the wrong sort of payment? What is in the palm of my hand that I am scrutinizing in life? These things I am scrutinizing in the palm of my hand and are very precious to me. mean scrutinize, the word scrutinize jumped out at me in, in, in this dream and having it in the palm of your hand and just, you know, there's a lot of weight in that. There's a lot of significance in that.
0: Yeah, I just, I felt confused. I was like, what? Like, why did you not give me money? Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, what, what are these things, you know? And still, and yet fascinated by them, um, by the objects, by their tactile quality, by the idea that there's another kind of value, but I don't know what, right? Like, I can take a $20 bill and be like, this is
1: $20. It has a
0: value in my head. Um, but these things I had been handed, I didn't know what the value of them was.
1: Oh, kind of like cryptocurrency.
0: (laughs) Which is what the supervisor told me they were. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So ultimately, I can't figure out what they are. So I call over a supervisor who states it was cryptocurrency, which is fine. Cryptocurrency is a digital currency with no physical manifestation in life other than ones and zeros. A program generates its scarcity and value, which is accepting by enough humans that it can can be used as currency. In my dream, I can't figure out what has no physical manifestation in my life other than ones and zeros. I think of the number one as being or amounting to a single unit and zero as a placeholder. I think about my scarcity and the value in the world, knowing that it's, that this currency or quality of being is generally accepted.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> There's a lot here. Uh, yes. And so anyone listening who knows what cryptocurrency is, and if I totally botched the definition, I apologize. And it's really not important here. (laughs) It's, uh, It's
1: not. And you know why? Because this is your own, uh, definition. It's your, your, your own understanding, uh, about what this cryptocurrency is in your dream. Yeah. And that's more important than anybody else's understanding or the actual, the actual definition.
0: Yes uh right and so the dream is manifesting cryptocurrency to me and manifesting my definitions of it in this way and asking me to think about it and so when i think about that i am still kind of baffled by the the concept of it mm-hmm. uh the maybe even the idea of currency and value value has come up it came up earlier
1: Mm -hmm. too it's definitely a theme throughout your this dream
0: yeah and uh and what what confers value and what is exchanged for that value are there things exchanged that um, that I can't grasp, that I that I don't accept? Not that I don't accept, but is there is there a currency that I'm unaware of, or that I am receiving that I'm not aware of the value exchange inherent in the currency? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
1: But this part of your dream, you indicate. Um, that it's fine, the supervisor.
0: The supervisor validates that yes, you can receive that currency in exchange for these purchases.
1: Yeah. So the supervisor is is in fact telling you that it's fine. This this value or whatever you're placing on yeah, it, and it might be it's fine.
0: yeah, it's fine. It's sort of like. I don't know, uh, you know, even in a, a conversation, right. You come away and you're like, that conversation was such a gift. And you know, what, what made it a gift? And you, you might be able to name it, but maybe you can't, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it sure felt like a gift was given
1: mm-hmm. It's
0: kind of like, maybe it's kind of like that.
1: I would tend to agree. I think that, uh, uh, whatever value this is, it's it, it, it really it, it the, the, that's not the significance of this. It's 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 that you're okay with whatever it is, you're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the supervisor, I have no idea who the supervisor was. I don't know what they looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember even seeing the supervisor, but I. I have the the recollection that the supervisor came over to the checkout and looked at what I was holding and said, yes, it's fine. We accept that. We accept that currency.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in the dream, how did that make you feel when the supervisor told you that?
0: Uh, Relieved. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't have to think about it anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a good lesson in life. Yeah, <laughs> I just sure. don't have to think about that anymore. <laughs> I can scrutinize this all I want. I can mm-hmm. look at these things until I'm, you know, cross-eyed, but <laughs> <laughs> the point is it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't <laughs> matter. That's the value amazing, doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm.
1: It the the you know, the importance is that there was an exchange that happened. Yes. You know, you got what what the customer thought they owed. And what it was like didn't matter. It was that there was an exchange, perhaps. Shall we move on? Sure. Getting close to the end of this very detailed dream. <laughs> Meanwhile, a large queue has formed behind me, six or seven people in line. I feel very anxious about this. In my dream, I'm wondering what my queue in life is that formed perhaps six or seven years ago that I feel anxious about. And why do I feel anxious about this? So I did a little play on words here, Matt, with your cue,
0: yeah. the
1: line that was yes. forming at your checkout stand, um, five, uh, six or seven deep of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering about this idea of the cue, what what cue in my life was formed, perhaps six or seven years ago, indicating that the line was six or seven people deep,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, taking me back to my past, some kind of a cue that I feel anxious about.
0: Yeah, um, I I found that to be a really fascinating insight you made you know in the dream it was that i was taking so long trying to figure out this cryptocurrency thing that in the meantime all of these other things were starting to pile up which was like people were starting to there was a line forming right behind the customer and, and i looked back and i saw that that queue was forming of uh, people on, and i was like oh gosh uh, i'm taking too long i'm going too slow i need to hurry up your interpretation of the, what is the cue that formed six or seven years ago that I feel anxious about, you know, you were, if we go back to the, to Sherry and what Sherry represents and the work that I was doing as a, as an instructor for six, seven years,
1: 2020,
0: I guess that's seven years. Yeah. What do I feel anxious about? I don't know.
1: It's a question. It's (laughs) open-ended. Don't have Mm -hmm. to figure them all out now.
0: No, but there is a thread there.
1: There's a thread. Mm -hmm. That's all I remember. I wake up very relieved. Relieved that it was a dream. That I didn't work at QFC. That I wasn't obligated to Sherry in any way and that my normal job was fine. In my dream, I wake up to a new realization. What if I did work at a job like QFC that provided an abundant supply of good things? What if I was obligated to my academic, tenured and conservative self? What if this was my normal job and that all was fine? Yeah. Happy dreams have happy endings.
0: (laughs) It's just a matter
1: of how you twist and turn them. Yeah.
0: Well, I I felt happy when I woke up. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're
1: happy. You were relieved.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's like, Oh, right. I don't, I don't have to tell Sherry why I quit that job or I don't have to tell Reverend Sefu why I took a job at QFC. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And you know, it's, yeah, the the ending you offer is interesting because, yeah, I mean, working at a grocery store is an honorable job, and especially now, right? We, we consider Ooh. people heroes who are,
1: Thanks. yeah, who
0: are off, you know, providing food and and resources to people, and you know, during this COVID pandemic. But I I know for myself. Like I would be bad at that kind of work, having actually done that kind of work before and apparently failing uh, <laughs> quite quite dramatically. And yeah, I'm
1: not. I like that you have connected it in the end um, with with our situation with the coronavirus and and uh, that uh, this is the job now. That's making the difference. Um, these, these checkers, these people at Q wow. <laughs> at places like QFC, um, that are keeping us, um, keeping us bed. And this dream was dreamt sort of in the height of that, um, time. And we're still in that time. And, uh, I do see uh, many dreams that have come up for clients who, who are dreaming, uh, these, uh, of these themes, um, collectively and, uh, certainly is on our mind isn't it
0: yeah it is on my mind and it's on all our minds and i and i'm thinking now the very beginning about being the checker and the checking in mm-hmm. and in my dream the feminine quality of taking the time to process and check in and, yeah. and then thinking about people who are, who are doing very difficult work right now and literally putting their lives on the line and their well-being, my work does not require that of me. That work is very tangibly helping benefit the world. I like to believe my work is tangibly benefiting the world. It is not the same. Um, although I believe strongly that like our spiritual journeys need nourishing And that a large, if not all of my work is about providing that kind of nourishment Mm -hmm. for others and for people who do this work of spiritual companionship.
1: Very important this time in our lives to to have somebody to connect with. Yeah, a a different type of important job to have at this point in time, I believe. Our dreams can be confirming in many ways. They can uh give us a sense of purpose around what we're doing in our life and i think this dream has done that for the dreamer in um, ways that maybe the dreamer won't be uh quite aware of even after this conversation about the dream and reflection on it because dreams contain so many layers layers and layers and if you were to pick this dream up and i encourage you to do this in the near future and read it again read your dream again to yourself and and see what comes up I mean I've stirred up probably quite a bit of things to to think about for you in this dream Um, but as all this settles I think um, what will come of it is really for you the true meaning of of what the dream wants wants to tell you how to connect that part of you
0: (laughs) If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. To learn more about spiritual companionship and ways that you can plug in and join our community, visit us at our website at www.sdiworld.org.